and welcome to episode seven of the podcast series, Mum, You've Got This. If this is your first time listening to the podcast series, you could go back and listen to the first intro episode, which explains a little more about what this series is about. We've had some amazing people on the series so far, and it's really exciting how it's actually broadened out much more than what it was initially sort of intended to being just you know your everyday kind of awesome working mum but it's really opened up more now around a whole bunch of other stories that are just still working mums but a whole bunch of other layers to being a working mum and the conversations we've had so far with the people that have been on that's sort of really broadened out to a whole bunch of other topics you know as well even without any kind of other layers around loss or anything else um i think there's just so much that can kind of be talked about today uh is is uh, is a beautiful lady that's that is um featuring in the episode with a a a huge story to tell uh and this story will bring up feelings of stories of grief and loss and may trigger some emotions for people um, so I just wanted to give that trigger warning again, uh, and if it does trigger any of those emotions for you, um, obviously reach out to your support networks and other organisations you may already be aware of. We talked in episode three about um, Bears for Hope, um, another beautiful organisation, and I can put the link up on this post around it. So um, the person on the on the podcast today is Tanya. Um, Tanya and I have known each other for about 10 years I think yep. now yep. we worked together for a few years um uh, quite a few years ago um and had a good friendship and working yep. relationship whilst we worked together and we've kept in touch ever since so welcome Tanya thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me so let's start first obviously we've got um, a story that you want to tell and a lot of messages that you want to get across around what has sort of happened in the last yep. year for you yep. and your beautiful family um, but if we talk first about yourself yep. um, and your career progression, mm-hmm. I guess, yep. from coming out of school, what life looked like for you, yep. um, partners, children, yep. um, and everything that's kind of got yep. into Yep, yep, okay. Yeah. All right, well, I left school at 18 and went straight into banking and I fairly well stayed in banking the whole way through. I'm coming up to... <laughs> 20 years in total to actually 30 30 years there you go that's how old I am (laughs) um I was with my first husband when I started working in finance and we had 14 years of good marriage and had two beautiful children we you know I I moved on to a new relationship from that which I'm currently in now and from that I was very lucky to inherit two beautiful stepchildren um we don't refer to them as stepchildren but just to get the basis of where we're at mm-hmm. and one stepson um and i've also from that ended up with two grandchildren mm-hmm. two beautiful girls beautiful. Hmm. so yeah look finance has been really good to me it's very flexible when you've got children i've done a whole array of things i started as a teller i've been a branch supervisor i've worked in lending um, I'm currently working in a, a back office role, which is really suiting with everything that's happened in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much my story. Is it all at the same company? No, no. I, um, I started off, some people in Tassie would remember SBT. Mm-hmm. Um, I started there with my traineeship at 26 Murray Street. Um, I saw SBT transition into Trust Bank um, and then it went to Colonial and at the Colonial stage I was actually pregnant with my daughter Mm -hmm. um, and I took a redundancy, um, was never going back to finance again Mm -hmm. Um, but two years later I sort of got the itch to go back to work Mm -hmm. and again the flexibility of the hours that you could do in that sort of industry Mm -hmm. really suited Um, So I went back there and progressed back through the ranks again Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm still there. Mm. Mm. So when you had your children... Yep. Um, how much do you remember how much time you sort of had back off work and how you found going back to work and yeah look I was lucky when I had my son um, mum and dad were a lot younger then and they were able to have him Mm -hmm. Um, we 
we found out when Caleb was six weeks old that he had haemophilia. So we were a little bit scared to put him into childcare um, because of their, the use of a better word, the ignorance associated with haemophilia and some of the things you've got to look for. So we were very lucky that mum and dad were able to have him for us. Yeah, well, look, haemophilia is a bleeding disorder. A lot of people see it and think that it is um, a paper cut and they could bleed to death. Um, The way I explain it is probably the best way to explain it is that if you stub your toe, that's sore for a couple of days and it might end up black and blue, but it will heal on its own. For my son, if he stubs his toe, he then needs to increase his factor eight that's in his system by an injection which he's capable of doing himself now um so that that then stops it swelling because when the body is lacking that factor the the it'll still travel like the factor's still there but it doesn't work so it'll keep traveling to the joint and travel to the joint and that causes swelling to that joint so So you need to boost it does he do those booster injections in the event of no, he, he's, well, look, he's now going on 23 and he's meant to have what they call prophylactic, so three treatments a week. Mm. Um, he doesn't think he's bulletproof. It's just more a case of, oh, getting around to it too busy um, and he, he'll, he'll slack off a little bit from mm. time to time. But generally they have three doses a week to try and keep their their levels up the same as a diabetic will yeah. do with insulin. Mm. So, And if he has a major bleed or if he's got a major event coming up, he can boost it. So that he's got more in his system, but yeah, we we weren't keen to put him into childcare because we could notice if he was crawling with one leg up in the air, but they might not mm. with umpteen kids, or they might hit the panic button a bit sooner than we mm. would, mm. which you know is understandable with duty of care and the like. But yeah, so we were lucky enough that they had him, mm-hmm. um, and then when I had my daughter, I did. I had a couple of friends who had her when she was little and my son had started school by that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, we eventually transitioned into childcare mm-hmm. centre. Um, my son went spasmodically. My daughter went um, pretty much from the time she was 18 months old. Mm-hmm. She went a couple of days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, never cried when I was dropping her off. Cried if I went to pick her up early. <laughs> so she loved it. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was it was easy I didn't have like I know a few parents will have where their kids are screaming as they they head off to work so I was very lucky like that um and work were very good too I mean I've never been one to have a day off just because I've got a cold or we use the expression CBF Mm. I haven't done that so if I needed to have time off because either of the kids weren't well that was fine um, and I will say my ex-husband was also able to share the load mm-hmm. so we were both in jobs where it was acceptable for your sick leave to be used for your children yeah. which you know we're talking about 15 years ago whereas now it's pretty much the norm mm-hmm. back then it wasn't right. really it was you know it wasn't an expectation you were lucky if your workplace allowed you to do that yeah Excuse my dog there in the background. Okay. <laughs> People might not even hear it, and if they do, they probably love yeah, it, so that's yeah. fine. So you always have, like, from from the time that we worked together, mm-hmm. I always found you very, like, uh, driven and determined yep. and yep. with work. So you've always wanted to work and have yeah. a career. I, mean, I've, I know you love your shack yeah, life, yeah, but yeah. I can see you not working. I've been lucky. I like work. I yeah. like my job. Yeah. I've always worked with good people. Um, and the odd one you come across that maybe you don't consider too good, as you know, with me, if I don't tell you myself, my face is going to give me away <laughs> well before I open my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people have known that about me mm-hmm. and I haven't really had any issues with anyone that I've worked with either. So I've never been in a role that I've thought, well, I need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked at Sandy Bay Supermarket from the time I was 13 and I, I told them I had the job at SBT and left there, started at SBT the next day, had some downtime when the kids were both little before my son started school. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I've been at my state, which was Island State, when I joined ever since. Mm. So I, I'm not 
inclined to get itchy feet and move, I, I'll probably get in my comfort zone. But then I'm also, or I have been, career-driven as far as wanting to succeed, wanting to be in a role that I find challenging but not overwhelming. Yeah. And I've been in a position to be able to do that. Yeah. So it's worked really well. Yeah, mm. excellent. So we'll talk about... Yep. What happened yep. 12 months ago? Yep. Well, 12 months ago, our lives changed forever. Um, we had had a magic boxing day at the shack. Um, and then the 27th, my daughter and her partner, and their names are Shelby and Isaac, um, headed back to town because Isaac had a shift to go to. So they they headed in, well, sorry, they went fishing that morning with my stepson, Ben, um, came back, threw some food down their necks and then headed off to head back to town. And then about an hour and a half later, we found out that they'd had a car accident. Um, unfortunately, we lost Isaac straight away. He didn't have a chance. Um, and then we lost Shelby three days later when... She'd fought hard. She'd fought hard to get out of the car. She 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 certainly didn't want to leave us. Neither, I mean, neither did Isaac, but she fought very hard to get out of that car. Um, but much to um, ICU's attempts and all our love and prayers, she didn't make it. Mm. How did you find out that the accident had happened? Well... We talk about signs and we talk about people being in the places that they need to be at the right time. I actually found out first, I was at White Beach because I was staying at our shack for between the Christmas and New Year break. Everyone else had gone home and there was just going to be me there, um, which I I like. I like my downtime sometimes, so I was quite looking forward to that. Um, I got a phone call from my eldest stepdaughter Sam who was actually at our place in town cleaning at the time and she just told me that there'd been two police officers at our front door looking for the owner of a little Hyundai Getz and the car was registered in my name because as we all know when they're young and trying to get their licenses and paying insurances and whatnot it's horrific at that age to pay so the car had been registered in my name so they showed up at this address because this is where the car lived. Um, then I was quite fortunate because at the time my stepson Ben was still at the shack cleaning out the boat. Um, we couldn't get hold of the police officers, but he had the local police officer's number and rang, and that's when we knew something was on. Um, didn't really know the extent of anything until I was picked up by the police at Madonna. Ben drove me to Madonna and I was picked up by them there. Didn't really realise how bad it was until I asked, you know, how Shelby was and they said she was being airlifted by helicopter and I saw the helicopter leave the site. Um, And then I asked how Isaac was and they said he was gone. And then we knew that it was bad, Mm. really bad. And it was a two-car incident? Yeah, look, by all accounts, like... Shelby was driving. Um, We haven't had a verdict as to how it happened or what happened. I mean, she's she's been physically cleared as far as she hadn't been drinking. She she didn't do drugs. She wasn't excessively speeding. There was a car that followed her from anyone that knows White Beach. I'll say the White Beach turnoff. So they'd followed her the whole way up. They they didn't observe her doing anything stupid driving wise. You know they. They weren't on their phones by all accounts, so it was just a tragic accident. Um, you know, we've said and we've hoped that it gets passed on to the driver of the other car that we don't give them any thought at all as far as what they could have done to avoid it. We certainly don't have any ill feeling. It's not going to change anything for us. Um, and having hate in your heart, which sounds very melancholy, isn't going to change anything and their, their lives are already ruined mm. anyway. Mm. You know, what they went through, I can only imagine mm. what they went through yeah. on the day, yeah. you know. We didn't have to see that. I I wasn't permitted by anyone in the family to ever see the car, which I went with what they said as far as that's concerned. Mm. But 
I wouldn't like to have been in their position. And you see all the time in the news where people are talking to the drivers of the car who and their passengers were killed. And, you know, in some cases they hadn't done the right thing. You know, they had been drinking and they had been doing things. Mm -hmm. They were already going through enough, you know. It's, you know, well, that's a whole other topic, I suppose. But, you know, to me... There's some fault for everyone involved in the situation and, and to blame someone isn't going to change the situation for us. But I think a lot of people would use that to then put all their energy to yeah, some yeah. if they could. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. No, no, you've got to find, to me, we've had to find something else to put our energy mm. into. Mm. <clears throat> so you obviously were then driven to the hospital... Yep, yep. I I got dropped off at the hospital and it was probably the worst 24 hours of our lives because in hindsight, I I sort of was probably had the rose-coloured glasses on a little bit when we were there that we thought, yeah, well, we're here now. It's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. But if I think back, they they rushed me to that hospital for a reason. You know, I think they thought we were going to lose her there and then and they wanted to get us there in time. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Yeah, we, we were sort of thrown into a waiting room downstairs and then I spent the night with a good friend upstairs waiting to be able to get into ICU to see her and it was about 8 o'clock the next morning when we were finally able to get into it. So it was a long wait but, you know, you, you just had to keep telling yourself where well, they're doing stuff, they're, you know, they're trying to do stuff mm-hmm. and there was nothing we could do. We just had to wait. You know, you, you are kind of at the mercy of the staff in the hospitals at that point, which, you know, can be a good and a bad thing sometimes. But, yeah, yeah. it was a shocking wait. Mm. Mm. And then once you were able to go in and see mm-hmm. her, and yep. then so what happened? Yeah, then? look, for the first 24 hours, it seemed like she might have had a few issues as far as legs and, you know, pelvis, and there, there were things, but it was all medically fixable. Right. But... Things can change as far as the head and the brain and there were complications that just seemed to be getting worse and worse and they were, you know, she may well have lived but it would have only been breathing. Mm. Um, She would have been a shell. Mm. There would have been no recognition. And no, no Shelby and to me... It's not how I would want to live, and I know it's not how she wanted to live. You know, she was seven units off being a fully qualified child carer. Mm. How she was going to do that, Um, Isaac was gone. Um, We would have had a whole other layer to deal with there with her, with that as well. Um, You know, we explored all the possibilities, and in the end, with what they were telling us about medically how she was going to be, we made the decision to let her go. Mm. Mm. That would have been very tough. It was. Yep, very, very tough. Um, but it was the right decision, mm. you know. And we, you know, my ex-husband said there and then, he said, what about organ donation? So we made the decision to speak to the organ donation people and um, they were able to provide a kidney to someone. Wow. And they were able to, well, we know that some of her eyes have been given to recipients. Um, and it sounds a strange thing to say, but they actually do, the eyes can give sight to up to four people from what I've been told yeah. because they divide and you know, they do whatever. And for me, my biggest catchphrase at the time was she would still get to see the world. Mm-hmm. So that was how we dealt with yeah. that side of it. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, you know, we've been very fortunate that we've had lots of people around us and lots of support around us. From the um, Donate Life, we, we got quite involved initially and we're still involved now, but quite involved and focused on promoting Mm -hmm. Donate Life within Tassie. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like there's 48% of Tasmanians are actually registered. Mm -hmm. Um, We'd like to see that reach higher. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, 
it is people think some sometimes people think that it is still a ticked box on your license it isn't mm. you need to jump on through um, the mygov site with your medicare card and your driver's license handy and register um, you can elect to if say you had a reason why you didn't want your eyes or you there were there was something that you didn't want you can elect yeah. to not not Make just give up cards. everything yeah. you know so it's it's worth doing yeah. um if ever you've known anyone who's needed an organ or if ever you've lost someone and you have made that decision i personally feel it gives you some closure Mm -hmm. um and it it gives the death some meaning at least you know it because it is there's lots of words for it and none of them are probably suitable for your podcast (laughs) when you think about it it was just two young kids traveling home from a fairly clean weekend you know, the night before they were playing spit round our um, barbecue table, Shelby was making the rules up as she was going, and Isaac was calling her on, calling her on it just to stir her. You know, and they were just enjoying life. Neither one of them drunk a lot. Yeah, they were happier to be. You know, well, we're getting up early to go fishing, so you know it. They were good kids. They were really good kids. So we need something to come out of it that yeah. is beneficial and a legacy and, yeah. and all the rest of it. So, And that's where I suppose we, well, for, for me to get through it initially, I started a um, page through WordPress called Be Brave, Be Free. Um, and I would pretty much write to Shelby like I would text her because we'd text, you know, twice a day, every day. Um, so I, that's how I started with that. And then I had a call from the childcare centre who said they wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. And they had decided they were going to do Go Casual for Shelby every mm-hmm. Thursday. And they now wear a T-shirt on a Thursday and, and do a gold coin donation. Initially, the funds were going to go to Donate Life. Mm-hmm. Um, but... My understanding of Donate Life, when they initially asked me where to send the money, um, I didn't realise that they were a government-funded organisation and, and they're, they're more interested in someone registering than they are in a cash donation. Um, so they raised the money over the course of the year. Donate Life then kindly said the funds they had raised could go into the Go Casual for Shelby. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've only in the last two months decided to set up something with a go casual for Shelby and we will put the money into scholarships for kids that want to study childcare mm-hmm. um, because the industry needs good people mm-hmm. and us working mums need good people. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest issue with getting into the child court courses that we found was that you kind of need to be working in a centre to be able to enrol in the course but then you need to be enrolled in the course to work in the centre and the costs you know they can be six seven hundred dollars but they can be up to three grand Mm -hmm. the costs and how many 17 year olds have got that I mean that being said we we haven't gone into huge discussions about it but it's not to say that there's going to be someone older who wants to get back into the workforce Mm. and thinks yes I'll I'll do childcare but they don't have the money and the resources Mm. it's not to say they won't be able to apply for that grant as well Mm. and get into a course and start a career through so that. is that so the funds will go into go casual for shelby yep. the funds that you raise yes and then do you how does that process get decided as to who yep yep well as i said it it's <coughs> fairly new to us at the moment and we we only sort of set up an account and the account currently is just in my name and the director's name and um we've got another party that needs to sign to you know to keep Control it a the bit funds. formal yeah. um but we need to get together in the new year and formally establish the foundation mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking there'll be a selection criteria and then there'll be a panel that will decide who gets the money. But we have, um, like we had a night for Shelby's birthday, which Mm -hmm. the childcare centre arranged. Um, The childcare centres I'm talking about are Berridale and Benjafield childcare centres that are, they're run by the Glenorchy City Council, Mm -hmm. just so you know. Um, And 
they um they wanted to do something and we ended up we had a movie night at um the cinemas on Shelby's 19th birthday um and raised quite a bit out of that so we're looking now at possibly multiple um scholarships mm-hmm. so to speak yep. um for you know any amount of at kids or young people or as I say people our, our age who have displayed a um a passion for it but just don't have the financial support yeah correct yeah 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 that's exactly right that's exactly right because we were we were probably lucky in the respect that Shelb was determined to do it like mm. she did she did Claremont College in year 11 and did certificate two um the colleges in general don't offer certificate three. You need to go to TAFE, but she also wanted to finish uh, finish year twelve in case she decided it wasn't what she wanted to do. Sure. She wanted to have her certificate yeah. to say she'd finished year twelve. So we sent her to Guildford Young, and she did the majority of it through there. Okay. Um, and she left there with seven units left mm-hmm. to do before she would have finished certificate three. But as you know, the the private school catholic school education doesn't come cheap Mm. either and not everyone can afford to do that Mm. so Mm. if we were in the position to be able to help some kids study or again as i say anyone who displays a passion study Mm. um and get through that course that's what we want to be able to do Mm. Mm. do you want to talk a little bit about because i i mean i didn't know shelby that well but i did see her obviously come into the office Mm -hmm. a lot and You know, you know, I, when I heard what had happened, I was absolutely devastated yep. because she was just somebody that, you know, when people pass away, a lot of people mm. say only nice things. Yeah. But I think most people would only ever actually yeah. have nice things yep. to say about yep. her. She yep. was just so bubbly. Yeah. And- Shelb was a kid that everyone thought she was their best friend mm. because she treated everyone the same way. Mm. Um, not long after we lost her, a Facebook memory came up and it said, be somebody who makes everybody feel like somebody, and that was Shelby. Mm. She she would go out of a way to make sure that everyone was happy, mm-hmm. everyone felt safe. Um, she, she was a redhead like a mother, so mm-hmm. if you gave her the shits over something, she would tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally she, she didn't have any enemies. Um, and you're right, like when someone passes away, you don't have much negativity, but we have been very fortunate to have no negativity mm. at all. Mm. So, and everyone misses her like there's, you know, no tomorrow. She, mm. I've had, I've, I've actually now, like I said to a few, I've said to a few of her friends, she chose her friends and her circle very wisely um, I've had quite a few of them stay in touch with me, mm. um, come and visit me Mother's Day, ring me on a birthday. Like they are a very good circle of people. Um, Shelb knew what she wanted from life. She knew where she was headed. Mm. As I say, she had seven units left to go. She then was saving to buy a better car. Not that there was anything mechanically wrong with a car, to mm. be clear, but mm. yeah, she just wanted to buy a you know, she wanted a an older model Rav. She, yeah. you know, she wanted to be able to pack up and go camping of a weekend with Isaac. You know, they had plans for him to get his license, for him to find work. You know, they were going places. Mm. They weren't sitting around waiting for life to give them a handout. Mm. You know, she owned a car outright. She had money in the bank. She was well on the way to being able to buy herself another car. They they had a trip to Sydney and Melbourne after they after her 18th to you know just for a holiday they went to melbourne to visit isaac's grandparents so you know they were doers they were doers so you know they it's important that they're not just gone Mm -hmm. you know we we attempt to remember them at every occasion you know we've been um sam went my stepdaughter went to bali and took a little bit of shelby with her and sprinkled it in the water at bali we went to um cairns and went to the turtle sanctuary mm-hmm. and on the waterfront there we sprinkled a little bit yeah. of shelby she, she loved turtles yeah. yeah yeah she loved her turtles so and there's been numerous friends of hers post photos where they've been and had turtle tattoos mm. done and turtle memory tattoos for yeah. shelby so mm. 
Yeah, so she certainly has left her mark. Yeah. Mm. And I would think that um, knowing that, so I think the biggest thing in going, one of the biggest mm. things in going through loss potentially would be that you you don't want to ever forget that person. You don't want other people no. to forget them. No, I think no. knowing that people are doing things like that's that. That's it, that's it. Would be comforting yeah. for yeah. you. And probably like the side issue of people forgetting Shelby, the side issue for me and when we're talking about working mums and going back to work and things mm. like that is you need to understand that people are going to have a lot of sympathy mm. for you. Mm. And, well, as you say, we've worked together, so you know how I am. I'm usually the provider. Mm. I'm not usually the receiver. Mm. I'm usually the fixer, mm. not the one that has people consoling mm. me. Mm-hmm. And actually Isaac's mum summed it up quite well because she's got a couple of little children as well and she said she's just sad that anyone she meets now won't know who she was Mm. because you are changed Mm. like you are changed the the things you do and the way you approach things is different Mm. and whether people mean to do it or or know they're doing it Mm you are to a certain degree treated a little bit differently and that for me was the biggest thing for me personally to get my head around Mm -hmm. that yep it's okay for people to be that way Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and career wise I think for anyone who goes through it you've got to kind of turn around and say yep is what I want to do that important now Mm -hmm. like Laurie and I have revisited what we're going to do and our, our plans for the future. Okay. And, I mean, we, we're quite fortunate. We've been good with money, both of us, before we got together and we continued it on. So we're not in the position that the bread and butter is the, the mm. be-all of end-all. Mm. Um, and we have simple, simple tastes, mm. so we don't spend a lot of money. But, you know, you, you've got to ask yourself, does it matter? You know, you you find the stuff that matters and the other stuff sort of just falls into place. Mm. You know, like career-wise, as as you said, you're right, I've always been career-driven. But now, like, I, I, and I, I am lucky I work for a place that supports you mm. through it. And I think that's really important. If, if ever anyone else goes through it and they're not working somewhere where they get the support they need, leave. Mm. Leave. Um, my workplace has given me the flexibility with this and with what we've, the benches that we've developed to be able to flex off and go and do an interview with a radio station or go and do something with Win TV. And, you know, they, they have accommodated me into a role that probably doesn't have as much pressure to it yeah. that I, I have had and I've loved. You know, it hasn't worried me before, but now I don't physically think I've got the mental capacity to deal with it well, and that's okay customer facing correct role yeah and yeah I think you know sometimes in the role that you were doing mm. it's, a, it's a highly emotional role yeah you know, yeah money, that's but, it that's it so you could be dealing mm. with some really that's it. things and you've that... got you know you've got 18 files on the go mm. and if you have a day where you're not feeling great or as I say for me I need to go and I need to promote mm. the movie night or I need to go and I need to do this. Well, your work's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's still there when you get back mm. and you've got that bubble. Mm. So you need to sort of decide what's important to mm. you. And if you are in the position where financially you don't have to have that, mm. do it. Mm. You know, it's not the be all of end all. And yeah. that for me has been the biggest thing. When they first suggested, because I've, I've gone into for anyone who wants to know, I've gone into something called underwriting, which is within our broker unit. And so I do some back-end assessments. So I'm still as busy as I was, um, but I don't have the front-facing and I haven't got umpteen people calling and wanting to know where things are. And if I'm not there, someone else picks up the file and the files still move. Whereas in, you know, in a branch environment, it's a little bit different Mm. to that. Um, So was that all agreed on before you went? Did you have a meeting with work? And how long did you have work? Yeah, work? well, look, I was, again, as I say, my workplace, my estate are pretty supportive. I, when the accident happened, I was on leave and not meant to be back at work to the 4th of January or after my holidays. Um, I was told not to come back because I had two weeks leave booked in February. They said, we don't want to see you till after 
that. Mm-hmm. So they just allowed me to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did have a lot of time to breathe and a lot of time to do things that I, I just wanted to get done mm-hmm. without thinking, you know, like I, I painted the walls in the hallway and changed the photos on the wall. So we've got Shelb sort of smothering the walls there now. And, you know, I wanted to sort out her room and we've, we'd made that more a space for her um, niece but it's it's Shelby's and her niece's space, you know. So I had time to do all of that. Um, I also I had some major surgery from where I had breast cancer a couple of years ago. So I've had that time off as well. So I haven't physically been at work a lot this last year, mm. um, which has probably been good for me mm. to be able to get my head around what this new normal is going to look like. Yeah. Um, but when I went back to work, I was determined I was going back and I was going to be doing the same job that I had done. Um, and it was put to me that they wanted me to be seconded to this job that I'm doing now. And I've said to both of the, the people who approached me about it now, they were right. It is the right fit for me. Um, and I'm very happy doing what I'm doing. Um, again, I've got a good support network. They're, they're all aware of what's happened um but they they don't give me too much sympathy whereas I think if I'd stayed where I was I probably could have had more down days because I have such a great relationship with the team that I work with not that I would have um played on it as such but I think it's better that I'm in the role I'm in I go to work I sit down I do my job I go home and and that works really well for me and potentially in the client-facing one, you mm. could have had clients coming in. Yeah, would, yeah. You know, you'd have clients that come in and out. And, I mean, depending on your emotional state some days, it can just be that a redhead walks past, yeah. you know. Um, it can be something as simple as that. And because I was working in our Glenorchy office and lived in Claremont and, like, all of our friends' lives are out this way and all of the the school friends' lives are out this way, Mm. you'd run into more people. And, I mean, for me, when we talk about triggers, it could be something as simple as walking out the front doors of um, that branch of the day because she was quite often there with me, you know. So it's been a good change for a lot of reasons. I mean, you don't want to block out all of the stuff that you used to do together, but I've got plenty of that because she lived with us full time and I've got plenty of things without those particular things. Mm. And so how long did you have off work? Two months? Yeah, Mm. yeah, pretty much two months. Yeah, yeah, or six weeks. Mm. Yeah, they gave me six weeks, so... Yeah, so it was it was it was really good and like but as I say, that's where you kind of just need to think what is going to be best for you. Mm. And you know, there are some days I wonder whether or not I really want to work, whether I want to be there. But then unless you're gonna find something else to fill yeah. that void, you end up at home, everyone else is still working. Mm. So what yeah. do you do with yourself? Mm. You know, you, you need to fill it with something. Yeah. And for me at the moment, what I'm doing is the best thing for me to fill that with. Yeah. Mm. And what sort of support did you have immediately after and obviously yep. moving yep. forward? Yep, well, because it was a roadside crash, everyone was eligible to go and see the MLIB um, psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, we made that not non-optional for all of our immediate family. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, It look, to be honest... It's not who I am, I, but I'm very lucky too that I've got a really good circle that mm. I can talk openly to and a loving husband that I can talk to and, mm. you know, and the kids. So we're, we're lucky like that. Not everyone has that. And if talking to psychologists and the like with how to deal with it works for you, that's what you do. Mm. Um, I'm more inclined, I, I threw myself into the cause so we threw ourselves into the Donate Life cause. Um, work were amazing. As I say again, they offered to, they said, what can we do financially to help you? And we said, well, we don't really need anything. Um, so we we asked them if they would fit out the cubicles at the ICU mm-hmm. with the phone docs because 
if anyone's been unfortunate enough to spend any time in there, they used to have just one phone dock which took any phone you owned to charge, but it was only in one cubicle. And there's three, oh, sorry, four cubicles. So my state supplied a a, um, phone dock for the other three cubicles. So, and we've had that fitted out with a, um, a picture which I've actually got the tattoo of mm. as well, um, of be, with Be Brave, Be Free mm. at the bottom of it. Mm. So, and donated by Shelby mm. Berkeley. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we did that. And as I say, we've, we've been involved in a lot of um, the Donate Lights Life staff. There's myself and another a friend, Brianna, who lost her brother last year. We've both been on to them and we, we spoke at their Donate Life Day, um, told our stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I say, we've done a few media interviews and we've done a few radio interviews just to get the message out about Donate Life. Mm-hmm. Um, I will probably always keep a bit of involvement in that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've moved into the Go Casual with Shelby a little bit more um, than I ever thought it would. Mm-hmm. But if that can be something that's ongoing, yeah. it'd be lovely to see, you know, future generations be able to become good educators mm. with the assistance of, of the money that is raised through that. Mm. So, And I can't remember if we did touch on it, but she, mm. that's where she was working. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, yeah, we did touch. And she, yeah, she was seven units off being qualified as yeah. a certificate she, three. So she was at the, so she was 17? Yeah, no, no, she was 18. 18. Yeah, okay. she she turned 18 on the 4th of that's December. Right, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, so she... Yeah, she, because she was lucky enough, like the, the centre were really good and the school were really good. She'd sort of done all of her prac work at the centre. Yeah. And then as soon as she left school, she had casual work and as much as right. she wanted. Like yeah. she, she was fairly well working full time. Mm. Um, the industry does sort of have people casual a lot mm. these days because of, you know, the flexibility of numbers of kids and, and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she, she had her job... She wouldn't have been out of work. She was still working at the um, chicken barn in Claremont as well, okay. a couple of shifts, yep. because, you know, if the work died off at the centre, she still had enough money to put fuel in a car mm. and, you know, pay pay her insurance. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. So how are you? Yeah, look, I'm all right. Um, I liken it to Waves Hill. I say, mm. today I'm great. Tomorrow I could be shit but that's okay Mm. you know my husband didn't have a great day the anniversary of their accident he woke up feeling quite emotional and didn't feel great about the day at all but I was okay and we say all the time that as long as when the waves hit it doesn't take a lot of us out Mm. we get through it Mm. you know and you just I think you need to have that acceptance and like I'll come home some days and Laurie will say to me, how are you today? Yep, no, not having a great one today. I'm going to go and tuck up and do my own thing for a while or, you know, I'm just going to sit here and veg out or I'm going to take the dog for a walk or whatever. But you need to have more of an understanding of how it affects everyone. Mm. And I think having that understanding and that realisation that everyone is affected yeah. is the biggest thing. Like yeah. I'll, I'll say that I probably feel it differently to other people because we were fairly well joined at the hip, mm. you know. Um, and I find some days harder than others probably because of that. But then, you know, you'll listen to her niece, Rosie, and she'll say something about Auntie Squizzy and, you know, and you think, yeah, well, you miss her too, mm. you know. And Facebook, people will bag Facebook out, but because Shelby loved life and loved facebook posts and whatnot we see her pop up all the time with her friends and there's nothing negative in that so that's you know that for us is a good thing too Mm -hmm. and especially for the rosies and then she's got um great nieces who she was also getting up seven o'clock different mornings and going getting them ready for school Mm -hmm. because her, her their parents had to get to work um they if their memories start to fade, that's that's there to remind them of who she was and yeah. what she did. Mm. So, because mm. I know you're a very like how you've gone and 
put all your energy into Donate Life and go mm-hmm. to Joshua Shelby yep. and all the things you've done. It's amazing. And I like to think if I was ever in a position like yep. that, that's, and I know Ange from episode three, yeah. the same thing. You've yep. got to find somewhere to put all that, yes. just yep. all that energy you that's do. there that you yep. just don't know what yep. to do with. Yep. I worry for you that you invest so much in worrying about everyone else but not yourself. Yeah, look, you do and you don't. I think you've got to find what works and, and when it works. Mm. Um, I said the other day, like the one thing that I probably let slip a bit was my personal health in the last 12 months. I used to walk the legs off my dog mm. every day. We'd walk and we'd walk for miles. I've kind of made a commitment to myself this year to get back into that. Yeah. You know, but Laurie and I have also said now we are going to travel more. We yeah. are going to, you know, do these things more. Like none of our kids are children anymore they're all quite capable of feeding and watering themselves if we disappear for a couple of weeks and we've made the commitment to each other to do that we know we've also seen our financial planners and we've we've got a a plan for when we're going to be able to leave the workforce and it'll be well before we're you know 67 yeah you know well Laurie's six years older than me Mm -hmm. so there's no way we're both working till retirement age Mm -hmm. because we may as well find a shovel ourselves now and be done with it so we will travel a bit more we'll probably spend more time at the shack um you know we've got the plans to probably sell the home that we live in in town now and buy a house that's our home because we we lived for a lot of years as a family in Laurie's place in Lena Valley Mm -hmm. and then we when I had breast cancer we moved back to my place and sold his house and, you know, cleaned up a lot of things and put ourselves in a better position. Mm. Um, you know, we want to continue with that. Initially, and it, it, it is still, every time you go and do something, you feel that absence. Mm. But you have to turn it around if you can and sort of say, well, what would she be doing mm. if she was here? Yeah. And, you know, the fact that she's not here, she would be severely crapped off if she thought she was the cause of our misery Mm. all the time and I say all the time I'd be damned if I'd let her see us miserable and be thinking that that was her fault Mm. so we we as a unit try and stay positive I've got a couple of family members who I know struggle with that sometimes and put a brave face on because they know that that's what I'm doing Mm. but that is what she would want Mm. and that is why we we focus that way Mm. Mm. is that how I was going to ask you next, like, mm-hmm. what life kind of looks like now and what's changed on your perception of things, your day-to-day? Oh, there's lots. I mean, there's lots of things. As I say, things that used to keep you awake at night certainly don't keep you awake at mm. night now because it is, what does it matter? Mm. Where where does that really rate? And, you know, as I was saying, we've recently sort of had some family stuff happen and the expression, worst things can happen, mm is the truth of the matter and we were at, at something and we were talking about the recent event and um so I just in the end I said well worse things could happen and someone looked at me and said well I was going to say that but I didn't want to be the one to say it and I said well we all know that it's true you know at the end of the day what could be worse than that yeah. you know like so you don't you don't sweat the little things mm. like you maybe did before mm. You know, it's not not important. It's not relevant as long as everyone is safe and well. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. as I say, it's like your work life balance. You, if you haven't got a supportive workplace when you go through something like this, find one. Mm. You know, find one that mm. understands what you need. Like you, you need to. I think. I think though, it starts like at the beginning. Like I've never, as I say, been one to just have a day off work. You know, I've I've always gone to work, like sometimes coughing and spluttering and probably passing it on to everyone <laughs> else, but I needed to get my workload done. I fractured my fibula and, and went to work and sat my leg up on, on the desk so the blood flow was all right, but still kept working. And I think workplaces know that about you. So when times get really tough, they do support you, mm. you know, and you're not a bad parent if you have your kids in daycare because you really have to be at work that day mm. you know there's there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. when the chips are really down workplaces do appreciate that mm. sort of commitment as well mm. Mm. 
do you have any other pieces of advice for anyone that has been um, that might be listening that has gone through loss around how to deal with things yeah yeah look as i say there's lots of things that work like if if you're not wanting to (laughs) share it with everyone which is something that i i do and i don't do it for sympathy votes and people i think know that about me when i put a post up about things um but just find what really works for you and don't give a stuff what everyone else thinks Mm. you know if that's what works for you do it you know, because really when this happens, you have two choices. Every day you've got the choice of either getting up and going and living your life mm. or not living it. Mm. And they are your two choices. Yeah. And I'll be honest and say that I reckon probably not every day, but it's something that you do consider because you think, you, you do, you get up and you go, oh, this is just, I can't, it's too hard, I don't want to do this anymore. But then you, as I say, I'll get a reality check from one of the grandkids. Yeah. You know, or someone else will post something. And I go, come on, pull yourself together. You aren't the only one grieving, mm. you know. Um, and that that sort of stuff works for me. But You, you know, mentioned before about getting regular, like, hairdressers. Yeah. Nail technicians yes. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, exactly right, yeah. yeah. If you... um. Because I, I used to always go just into um, just cuts because all I do is get my hair trimmed, yeah. get, get in, get out. But And, look, they were great, so don't get me wrong, but you have that general chit-chat conversation. How many kids do you have? Da-da-da-da-da. And I cannot be bothered. That's one yeah. thing I cannot be bothered with anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go to regular people who know what's happened. Yeah. I can sit there and talk about what we're doing as far as the Shelby thing or Caleb or, you know, Mm. any of the others. And, you know, they've got some knowledge of it. You don't sort of have to start at the beginning, you know, because I went and saw Charmaine Wilson, who's a psychic, and one thing she said is when she introduces herself to new people and they ask how many kids she's got and whatnot, she says that she's got, say, three kids and one, one angel. Um, and they say they're sorry and she turns around and says I'm sorry you didn't get to meet them Mm. you know and I love that analogy as well because it is about the fact they're not physically here anymore Mm. but they did have a life and Mm. they did have a presence and our two were cut off way earlier than they needed to be but they were on a path and they were both the type of person that would always go out of their way to make someone else feel yeah. happy and included and mm-hmm. we established two seats one's at GYC mm-hmm. in Glenorchy and there's another one at the um child care center and it's like the safe seat okay. you know if you if you've got no one and you're feeling a bit lonely go mm-hmm. and sit on that seat and the idea is someone will see that you're there and maybe you oh, do okay. need someone to talk to yeah. because that was the kids that they were yeah you know so that's beautiful mm-hmm. I know what you were saying before my friend's um, brother passed away yep. um, and I'm close with her whole family and her mum gets a hair, was you know, going off to mm. get a hairdresser appointment mm. and and one of the, not long after he passed away mm. and, and was that general chit chat, how many yep. children do you have? Yep. And she just broke down and froze and just, yep. she didn't know what to no, say. It was no. that first time of no. being asked that question mm. and, and it was a matter of, well, do I say... I only have one. I don't want to mm. pretend that he didn't mm. exist. Or yep. do I say I yep. have two, but one's not here, but I don't want to tell that story. No. So no. I think that's... Yeah, that's it is. Advice. And yeah. it is hard because you'll always run into someone that doesn't read the newspaper or hasn't mm. seen it. And I I remember, and it was it would have been now, it would have been about six months ago. So it would have been six months after the accident. And I ran into a girl I used to go to school with at the supermarket and we would just, you know, how you pass and you go, G'day, how you going? You know, and she said, how are the kids? And I had on my top and I just said to her, um, no, well, we lost Shelby. And she just broke down because she, she had hadn't no seen it, hadn't heard it. Uh, she didn't know what to say. And you will, you will have that from time to time, Yeah. you know. But I think the biggest thing is, as I say, finding what works for you and not, not considering everyone else's emotions. Yeah but making it something that works for you. Mm. And if you, if that is sticking, like as I said, regular nail technician, regular hairdresser, 
that you go to. Most of us have the same doctor. If you go to a doctor surgery who it's potluck, maybe look at a doctor surgery where you can choose your one doctor and see that one person and not have to go through your whole medical history every time you go. If you think you need something to help you sleep, go get it. You know, don't think just if it wasn't something you would have done before, all the rules are gone now. Yeah. That you start fresh. I, I always remember too, there was a friend of mine's had a friend of her son's take his own life. And I remember not long after that, they were having a birthday party for him. And I remember thinking, why would you do that? Mm. What did I do yeah. for Shelby's, you know? It's one of those things, never say never, mm. you know, and you do what works for you. Mm. Do what works for your family unit, yeah. you know, like Shelby loved rose gold. So we went out and bought, they had, and they were only woolies, but there was a pack of New Year's Eve hats mm. and party poppers mm. and balloons and things. So we took those all over to Bell Reef Beach with the girls and yeah. had, you know, had a little bit of rose gold there for Shelb, mm. you know, and it's things like that that work for us. But find the stuff that works for you. Yeah. And if someone thinks that we're, it's weird, well, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe they don't need to be there for mm. it. Yeah. You know, they yeah. have choices. Yeah. You know, people will be there for what they are comfortable with. And again, but that's okay yeah. too. You know, some people will be around all the time and check on you all the time. Others are trying to deal with it themselves and you need to accept that. It's not that they're not as good a friend. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean they're still not a good friend. It's Mm. just they deal with it differently. Mm -hmm. You know, as I say, my sister-in-law, I love her to death, but she some days can't even look at me Mm. because she wears a heart on a sleeve, which is beautiful, Mm. you know. But, yeah. I suppose everyone's different, Mm. but you need to look after yourself because, you know, you can be strong to a certain degree, but you need to then accept the help of others when you need it. Mm. Um, And if, because if you don't, well, you lose it completely, in my opinion. Mm. So what's next? What's next? Well, get through the next 12 months. Mm. Um, My... Niece, or my niece, my great niece, Mm -hmm. asked me the other day, Christmas Day, she said, do you miss her? Mm. And I said, only with every breath, you know. And I don't think that will ever change. I think that's how it'll be for the rest of our lives. Um, I have, there's a family friend of my ex-husband and she tragically lost her little girl, many years ago and I ran into her and I said to her and it was not long after we lost help and I said to her does it get easier and she said no mm-hmm. and like her daughter now would have to have been in her 40s if not 50s if she'd been with us still mm-hmm. and it's so true but you just have to find a way to get through and you're doing that doing it as best I can Sorry. (laughs) You're right, Dom. So that's – thank you so much for coming on. I think um, it's a beautiful story to tell. Yep. Um, I love everything that you're doing um, and everything that you're putting into everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting. I messaged you the other day. Yes, yes. So for people listening, um, there's lots of new cool things coming for the podcast um, with some things that I'll um, announce this year in 2020. Um, that will look at um, bringing a form of income basically in for the podcast and so I'll be donating funds um, from the sale of every item from this um, towards the Go Casual Beautiful, beautiful. I love that um, I love obviously what you've done in, in the adversity that you've um, been faced mm-hmm. and the fact, I also love the way that the funds are kind of controlled and you you know sometimes you donate money and i'm, yeah. I'm a huge yeah. donator of a yeah. whole bunch of different yeah. charities but you're kind of like is this 50 dollars going to yeah. do much or where yeah. does it actually no. well go? everything will go straight back in to the um 
well, everything goes into the, the fund and every dollar will be used for the scholarships. Yeah. So, I and mean... You know that you're kind of helping individual correct. people like yeah, that, which yeah. is fantastic. And as I say, to me, what I love about it in, in its association with your podcast is it is going to help yeah. us working mums, yeah. Yeah. you know. We want good educators yeah. looking after our kids. Oh, it's crucial. Don't we? Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Mm. And everyone that's come on so far has basically mm. talked about that. Yeah, about the, yeah. You know, the yeah. difference that a quality yeah. educator makes. And I suppose having said that, if any of your listeners are working in the childcare industry mm-hmm. and they think that their centre might get involved, um, the Go Casual for Shelby tops can be bought from mm-hmm. ID Clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, we are sort of hitting them up this year to see whether or not they won't donate some of the the profit from the idea from the top to back to the foundation okay. as well yeah. but if your center's keen to get involved or if you think your center would um, benefit from being involved in the project so that come the end of the year you've got educators who need to either progress or you've had a student come in and you think that they would be a great mm-hmm. educator but they they can't afford to get into the course. Yeah. Touch base yeah. with Elle. Yeah. You know, yeah. get well, the I'll, details. I'll put in your episode, I'll put all yep. the links up yep. to everything that you've yep. kind of Cheers. talked about. To your be free, yep. be free. Yep. To the Go Casual yep. for Shelby. Yep. That. Yep. Yeah. Because it, the bigger we can make it, the better. Yeah. Like, we've already now got way more money in the account than I ever thought Imagine. we would have. Yeah. And we'll definitely be in a position to help students at the end of this year and we'll probably have funds left over for the following year so it'll end up being something that will continue on for quite a few years yeah Mm. keeping them real up correct Mm. Mm. thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me i hope you found it therapeutic it was lovely to talk Mm. through it all yep you know I'm me, I'm a talker. I know, you are. You are. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, thank you to all the listeners. Um, there's another, this episode um, will be followed pretty quickly with another one um, in the next few days. Um, thank you so much. <laughs>